A warm up really low. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas. For Toast Cozy, with myself, Greg Pierce, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And we've got a tremendous podcast for you. In the second segment, we're going to be joined by Andy Dekoff. He does a great job over there at Heat Check CBB, one of the better networks you're going to find that is able to break down college basketball on a day-in and day-out basis. He's got his own sort of power rating slash power index, so we're going to be talking about the teams that have been moving around the most with regards to that. We're also going to be talking about some of these struggles of the Pac-12 this year, but how a lot of these West Coast mid-majors have really been able to rise up as well, and just some of his takeaways from the early part of the season now that teams are dealing with a lot of COVID-19, so we do have a lot of that going on, but we're going to be talking about that with Andy in the second segment, and then in the final segment, going to give you guys picks and analysis for every game on the betting board for this Christmas day as we hit some bank shots, and I'd be remiss to not say Merry Christmas to every single one of you guys. Hopefully all of you guys are having a wonderful holiday. Took me a whole 55 seconds to be able to get to that, but with that said, I certainly do hope that the holidays are treating you very well, and hopefully I can put a little bit more money in your stocking on this day, and when it comes to this podcast, if you ever have a question, comment, segment idea, just anything that you want to address in general, you got one of two ways to be able to throw those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNNRNSquarty1. Keep in mind, letters CM, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Any other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, Yearable Fire, whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast, find that five-star review, and I really could use some of you guys firing in a few questions, because we're going to be very bare with regards to college basketball games, because obviously we got four on Christmas, we don't have any on Sunday, we've literally got one on Monday between Brown and Syracuse, and then things start to normalize a little bit from there, but as we know, COVID-19 has been canceling a lot of those games as well, so I think that we might have a little bit of a shorter slate than normal with regards to some of those as well, so please do let me know what you want to address, and we don't have any sort of recap because, well, there were no games that wound up happening on Christmas Eve, as Christmas Eve always one of the most dead days on the sports calendar, and was even more dead because you did not wind up having a college football game, so I'll just take this time to remind you guys that, obviously, betting is important. Obviously, you want to be taking some of this time in which we do have fewer games to maybe brush up, do a little bit of research, take a look at some advanced analytics when it comes to teams and how they're doing on like a per-possession basis on offense, defense, what have you, but I know that many of you guys have families, whether it be of your own, just a mom and dad. Some of you guys are listening. Some of you guys are like senior citizens. Other of you guys are in college trying to be able to help pay off some of your student loan debt, try to be able to pay off books for the next semester, what have you. So I recognize that I talk to a wide variety of audiences, but pick up the phone, send a text, what have you. Tell your parents, tell your son, daughter, whatever, that you love them. Try to spend a little bit of time with your family these next few days because that's what's really important. I am going to do my best to be able to help you guys alleviate a little bit of that stress, try to give you guys some winners on this podcast both today and just every single day moving forward, obviously. But always do take a little bit of time to recognize the little things in life. That is the true spirit of Christmas because, I mean, as we know, Christmas is about a little bit more than just being able to get that new iPhone, being able to get just that shiny new toy, what have you. It's about being with friends. It's about being with family, being someone that is newly engaged. I do truly appreciate all the blessings that have come into my life as well. And it makes me feel good about coming on this podcast every single day because I feel like I get to just 
try to spread a little bit of joy as well. So that's one of the things that I really do love about doing this as well. And when it comes to just everything that you're going to be getting on Christmas as well, just a little bit of a programming reminder as well. I was on the nightcap on the Vegas Ads and Information Network. So if you're looking for a little bit more when it comes to the NFL on this day, college football, I want to talking about that on the nightcap. If you search on VEASAN Bets Best, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, what have you, you're going to be able to find what I like with regards to the college football game that's coming up today. I can tell you right now, laying the points with Georgia State, I wound up getting in under a touchdown, so we were solid there, and then I wound up breaking down some of the NFL games too, so if you're looking for a little bit more variety, I tried to do that on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN as well, which you're going to be able to catch that every Saturday and Sunday if you're out there on the East Coast, 1 to 4 a.m. Eastern Time if you're Pacific Time. It actually starts Friday and Saturday at 10 p.m., and then it extends into the next day, 1 a.m. So for those of you guys looking for some of my analysis a little bit beyond college basketball. I wind up diving into NFL. Do a little bit of college football. I'll tell you right now, college football is not necessarily where my bread is buttered, although I did wind up taking Central Florida on the money line a few days ago against Florida, so that was a relatively nice cash there, but certainly wanted to try to give you guys just as much as humanly possible, so that way I can go to work for you guys, so that way you guys can spend some time with family, friends, loved ones, and can actually have time to be able to put in that phone call, which hopefully I'm able to do a good job of that, and we're going to have a great chat on the other side. Have no fear. Andy did not wind up having to do this on Christmas Eve. This is a little bit of a pre-recorded interview. I have another one for tomorrow that was recorded about two days ago, so I made nobody work on Christmas Eve slash Christmas Day, so you're able to feel good about that, but with that said, on the other side, going to be talking to Andy just about what we've been seeing with with these West Coast teams. We're also going to be chatting with him about just what we've been seeing in general, how he's been taking a look at things with regards to his power index. list goes on and on. So we're going to have a great chat with Andy next right here on Coast Coast Soups with myself, Greg Eves, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. This show slash podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp and over at BetterHelp, they're helping you try to be able to ease up on your life a little bit more because I'm sure that you, much like myself, wish you had a little bit more time on your hands, whether that be to pursue a hobby. I myself could use a little bit of sleep as I've been handicapping about like 300 games a week and you're not able to get a lot of sleep when you're working that much, so hopefully you appreciate it on this podcast. But that said, therapy can be exactly what you need to be able to get a little bit more time on your hands to pursue exactly what you love. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Coast today. That's C-O-A-S-T to be able to get 10% off through your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Coast. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or... Check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. And we're back here in Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eapskiers, and now a part of the VEASAN family of podcasts, and it is great to be joined by our guest. As this man does absolutely terrific work over there with He Checks CBB. He also does work when it comes to the great state of Oregon as well as he's with the Madras Pioneer. You're also able to catch him on the PDX Tribune Sports. So this man does a little bit of everything, taking a look at the Pac-12, Mountain West, and just all of college basketball in general with his own pretty much college basketball index. We'll be diving into that in a few minutes as we do have Andy Dikoff on the podcast and you're able to follow him on Twitter at his name, Andrew Dikoff. Last name is spelled D-I-E-C-K-H-O-F-F. And Andy, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Greg. It is always great to have you aboard. And Andy, I know that you have sort of your own power ranking slash index when it comes to Heat Check CBB. So I want you to dive into just what all winds up going into that and what you've all been noticing with it this coming season with teams that might have fallen slash risen since the season has started. Yeah, absolutely. Over at Heat Check CBB, I run what's called the DPI Gradebook. Um, there's a few different components to it. The main one is the team rankings, the DCOF Power Index, which is, you know, kind of a self-serving name there, but hey, what are you going to do? That is based a lot on efficiency, similar in a lot of ways to what Ken Pomeroy does, what it looks at. Instead of just reporting raw numbers, I report it as kind of on a 100-point scale, so it looks more like grades, hence the gradebook name there. So it's just kind of a little easier, I think, to digest just for people just who maybe aren't as devoted to knowing exactly what to look for in analytics. We all got grades in school, so we kind of know A's are good, B's are okay, you know, and, and so forth. So that's what goes in there. The thing that makes it a little different is that I also include grades for the four-factor statistics, something that was kind of coined by Dean Oliver in his book, Basketball on Paper, basically looking at effective field goal uh, rate, so shooting, Turnover rate, offensive rebound rate, and free throw rate on both sides of the ball. Those are components that have been found to, you know, have some correlation with winning. And they are the plays that go into possessions and how you calculate possessions. So if you're doing those things well, consistently, it should mean that, you know, a team that's going to perform very well, basically. That is also included in the grades that I give. And then it all kind of is distilled into one core grade at the end. I think that that's really interesting the way that you wind up doing it. And when it comes to your power index, who are some of the teams that have risen the most and fallen the most? Because I think that we all can agree that probably Oregon is a team that has fallen a lot. And I would say has probably risen a lot. But what are a couple of teams that maybe aren't necessarily getting as much pub for how good slash bad they have been that have been seeing some fluctuation? Yeah. So unlike a lot of the other ranking systems that are out there, which are all great, I don't do preseason ranking. So I didn't actually release my first batch of rankings until about two weeks ago on the 9th of December. 
December. So in terms of who's rising and falling, I guess for me, it's a little bit more who was I surprised to see when I did actually kind of plug the numbers in finally and release this all. The biggest one that's been standing out for me, I think, is LSU. They're still undefeated. They are popped up at number three right now in my rankings. They were at number two for a while here as well. Their defense has just been absolutely spectacular so far. They have the best defense in the country by my ratings, and I'm not the only one. I saw a tweet from Evan Mia, our good friend, who does great, great work over there. I saw a tweet showing that, you know, like four or five different places that have LSU's defense ranked either first or second. I'm right there with them all. And that's been a a big surprise because I think a lot of times LSU is seen as a high-octane offense. Like, they had Cam Thomas last year, right? So that was, you know, kind of their calling card, and it's sort of been flipped a little bit here that they are a defensive menace, and that has been one big surprise for me. On the other hand, another team besides Oregon, you know, I'm a Beaver guy, so I give the Ducks enough grief in my private time, so I don't need to do it here. One team that's fallen a little bit is BYU. You know, they've been hurt a little bit from that Gavin Baxter injury that was picked up a while back. I think they'll be okay, but they're just kind of not that top 25 level anymore. They've sort of fallen down into kind of the mid-30s area. St. Bonaventure is another one that is just sort of taken a little bit of a nosedive there at the end of the non-conference season. I think that they'll be fine, generally speaking, in the Atlantic 10. I think that's going to be a slaughterhouse for basically everybody. I think they're okay going forward, but like Connecticut and Virginia Tech, those aren't bad losses to take, but 86 to 49 is a, just an ugly scoreline. It's not as bad as it looks, but it, like it's really bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, Oregon State has been one of the biggest disappointments oh, in all gosh. college basketball. I thought that their Elite Eight run was a little bit of a fluke, but I didn't expect them to be losing on their home floor <laughs> to Sam Iamford, UC Davis, and Princeton all within a month's yeah. span. Well, I mean, I'm not going to try to like say that those losses aren't bad because they're bad. You know, if you're a Pac-12 team, they're bad. If you're the average team in the country, you know, maybe not. But, you know, if you're a Pac-12 team, you should expect a little bit better than that on your home floor. What I will say about the Elite Eight run that I think gets forgotten, and it was a big reminder earlier, you know, this week, John Fulkerson did not play for Tennessee in the first round of the NCAA tournament in that first upset from Oregon State, which is kind of forgotten a little bit that game because they went on to beat Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma State. They went on to beat Loyola Chicago and then play in that Houston game. I think that Tennessee game gets forgotten a little bit. It would have been a much different game had John Fulkerson been there. And I think that was evident in the performance he put up against Arizona, another Pac-12 team. That's another bit of luck that goes into that Oregon State Elite Eight run. I mean, they don't even get there if Jules Bernard doesn't miss a free throw late in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament game. That knocked UCLA out of the tournament eventually. So like the whole thing was just a big old stroke of luck this season. I actually wrote a whole thing for the Portland Tribune about this, about how, you know, hangovers are really nothing new for the Oregon state team after post seasons. They did this the last time Wayne Tinkle made the NCAA tournament. They had 15 straight losing seasons the time they made the NCAA tournament before that. So after the 1990 NCAA tournament, I mean, these are kind of nothing new, I guess. I don't know exactly why they always happen, but they do. So as a Beaver follower for a very long time now, I'm accustomed to things like this. So I'm not panicking, I guess, as much as 
a lot of people, and I'm certainly not calling for Wayne Tinkle's head because I think he's the best coach that's been there in you know three decades. Yeah, it certainly has been interesting to take a look at Oregon State throughout the Wayne Tinkle tenure because, like you said, they made the NCAA tournament and then they fell completely off the map. That year, they lost to Lamar on their home floor. I remember being in Oregon at the time of that season, and then they make the E-Lead 8 last year, and now this year. It's just been really, really bad, to say the least. So when it comes to Pac-12 in general, I would say that this has been an underachieving conference sans Arizona and UCLA. Arizona loses that game against Tennessee, but I think we can all agree this is a top-10 team. They look very solid right now. And then UCLA, other than that loss that they take to Gonzaga, this team has been rock solid. But I, I'll throw in their USC as well. USC is okay, playing very well. Okay. <laughs> USC, they're certainly worthy of being a top-20 team. But other than those three teams, I should say, it's been a really rough run for sort of the middle of the Pac-12. These teams like Washington State that we thought were going to rise up just have not been able to do so. Yeah, and you saw it just the other day. Washington State played against Boise State in a very close game, a defensive gritty battle, and, and Boise State came out on top. And, you know, the game was in Spokane. I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe that's just the stipulation of the agreement. Anyway, the game was in Spokane, only, you know, an hour and a half away from Pullman, however close it was. But they lose that game, and that's not very good. Utah, 8-4 and four as I speak, but I'm not that enthused by any of the wins necessarily. And a couple of the losses don't look great, like TCU. And uh, TCU's fine, but Missouri doesn't look great right now, coming off their losses to Illinois and Kansas that were pretty ugly. Colorado looks okay. Better than I kind of thought they would, to be perfectly honest. They did lose to UCLA and Tennessee, but those are not bad losses at all. Southern Illinois, that's not a great loss to take on a neutral court, but you can survive it probably. They didn't really do anything else bad in their non-conference though. I mean, they might get fifth by default in the Pac-12, but I don't know how much they'll actually earn that kind of spot. Fourth or fifth, maybe even, geez. I don't know about Oregon. I do still feel like Dana Altman is going to have this late push in him. They started 0-2 in the conference, though, and so they have a hole to dig out of already. So maybe they'll have to use the Pac-12 tournament like they've done in the past. I wouldn't close the book on Oregon yet. Transfers take time to come together. You're seeing that with Arkansas, too. Yeah, I think that Oregon will be a factor, at least in the middle of the pack logjam. You know, they might rise to the top of it. I still see them landing around fourth or fifth with maybe Colorado and maybe Stanford, who has been pretty impressive behind Harrison Ingram, at times anyway, <laughs> up there in that fourth or fifth spot. Yeah, Sanford has been really intriguing as well. They've been able to make a nice run in the Diamond at Classic as they're playing the final of that event. So they certainly have been able to rise up a little bit with that aspect. And when I take a look at the West Coast as well, as we do have Andy Decaf joining me on the podcast, does a great job with CBB. I almost think that some of these mid-major conferences are on par with I'll call it the Pac-12, and also, at this point, shall I say, the ACC, a conference like the Mountain West, has seen a lot of the middle teams, like Fresno State, like New Mexico. Heck, were you able to throw in their San Jose State, be able to rise up, and they've been very competitive, and they pulled off some nice wins. You take a look at the West Coast Conference, really, other than Loyola Marymount losing to Chattanooga, and that's not a bad, lo- bad loss by any stretch of the imagination, no, no. in my opinion. They've been able to rise up. San Francisco has been able to pull off some nice wins. list goes on and on. I take a look at these two conferences, and I've been thoroughly impressed by the basketball that they've been playing. 
Yeah, I mean, one other name I'll throw out there from the Mountain West is Wyoming. They have been incredible, especially, you know, compared to expectations, I suppose. Hunter Maldonado, you know, he's not a natural point guard, but he's playing the spot pretty well. I would say top 75-ish assist rate, not a bad turnover rate. And I know there's more than just stats that go into being a point guard, but, you know, he's not falling on his face out there. And that's huge because they lost Marcus Williams and, you know, there was a concern about that position. Hunter Maldonado kind of sliding back into that point guard spot, even though he's built a little bit more like a point forward maybe, has been big. But Grant Ike, I mean, that's the story there, I think, is just he is incredible in the post and sort of emerged a little bit out of nowhere last season, came on strong at the end, and it was like, whoa, there's this like very prominent post player in Laramie that's just kind of, what's he doing out there, I guess, kind of. Well, right now what he's doing is he's helping Wyoming to a 9-2 and two start. He's got, like, the third highest usage rate in the country. He draws fouls like crazy. He is just a beast. The problem is, at least in the Diamond Head Classic, the couple games he's played there is foul trouble. There's not a lot of depth in the Wyoming front court. Hunter Thompson, Jeremiah Oden, they're good guys. They're nice to kind of have alongside of... EK instead of, you know, in his place. It's tough on Wyoming if he gets into a bunch of foul trouble, and that's what Stanford did, and it kept him out of pretty key moments, and Stanford ended up winning that game by three points. I think if you had EK on the floor a little bit longer, Wyoming would have won that game, and it would have been another, you know, example of one of these mid-major conferences like the Mountain West or the West Coast Conference beating up on the high major like the Pac-12. Yep, and certainly Stanford being able to win that game against Liberty despite the fact that they lost their turnover battle. 23-10 to 10 takes a shooting 50% from three-point range. That was one of the more intriguing things that we've seen all college basketball season long. And Andy, I know that you're going to be doing a great job of just covering this throughout. Unfortunately, we've been seeing a lot of games get postponed and canceled, but I know that you and everyone else over there at Heat Check CBB are still putting out absolutely tremendous work. We're all going to get a little bit of a break these next few days with not necessarily having too many games. So hopefully you're able to rest up because I think that the stretch run is going to be tremendous. And hopefully we wind up getting fewer cancellations and let the people at home know they're able to follow you on social media and just everything that you've got going on in general. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, just a quick note on that rest. I mean, I know nobody works quite as hard as you, so you get some too these next couple days if you can. But yeah, so you can find me, like you said at the top of this, on Twitter, my hand is at Andrew Dikoff, D-I-E-C-K-H-O-F-F. You can also find me on heatcheckcbb.com. We have daily team rankings, daily college basketball player rankings as well in our Gold Star Guide, which is really fun. I encourage people to check that out and kind of see how we've been tracking that regionally as well, breaking things down between the Northeast, Southeast, Midwest, and West regions. It's a lot of fun and we're just kind of doing our own thing and having some fun with the numbers there. So yeah, I encourage people to come over to the site and check that out. We also have daily game predictions, you know, score predictions on there as well. I am covering Oregon State Athletics for the Portland Tribune. I am covering local high school athletics for the Madras Pioneer for the, you know, one or two people in the world who might be listening and somehow are interested in that as well. Yeah, so I'm doing quite a bit and I'm also doing a podcast with Mountain West Wire as well, talking about Mountain West basketball. So yeah, basically if it's sports and it's happening over here, I'm probably at least paying attention to it. That's absolutely tremendous. Andy is a very tireless gentleman who takes a look at a little bit of everything, much 
much like myself, does absolutely great work out there in the great state of Oregon and did a great job here today. So big thanks to Andy Decop for joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And coming up next, we don't have a lot of games, but we got four games out there for the Diamond Head Classic. So I'm going to give you guys picks and analysis on every one of them on the other side and a little something like called Thanks Shots. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. And we're back here. Love you, Las Vegas. For Coast to Coast with myself, Greg Spears. And now a part of the Beeson family and podcast. Always a pleasure to be able to get Andy Decoff on the podcast. He does a terrific job. And legitimately, everyone over there at He Checks CBB, they are doing absolutely amazing work. So great to be able to get him on today. And a Merry Christmas to all of you guys that are listening. Like I said in the first segment, hopefully you're spending it with some family friends, loved ones, or I know that some of you guys actually wind up volunteering as well, and to all of you guys, I salute you, and there are some of you guys that, much like myself, you do wind up working. I know that there are some of you guys out there that are doctors, you're working like the overnight shift there, and if you are working on this Christmas, I really do salute you. You guys are the backbone of America. I shouldn't say guys, you guys and girls are the backbone of America. It is truly appreciated. I know there are some of you guys that might be working at like a gas station and that's something that is a big service to a lot of people. Those of you guys that wind up working in aviation as well to be able to get people to their destinations when it comes to Christmas. I salute all of you guys and I thank all of you guys for your service. So hopefully I'm able to repay it with some winners today. So let's dive into it. Picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this Christmas day as we hit some bank shots. Most financial establishments close at a certain time, but not here. It is time for a side and total on every game on today's betting board bank shots. 
We're going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order. It's really easy today. They're just going down the board. All these games are out there in Hawaii. It's going to be going in time order today. So we're able to keep things all nice, neat, and clean there. This begins 841, 842. Wyoming is going to be taking on South Florida. South Florida finds themselves between a 7.5 and an 8-point underdog with your total on this game. And between 121.5 and 122. This is a game in which I want to make in the total 125 with South Florida. This has been one of the slower teams in all of college basketball. Certainly a team that has been lacking three-point shooting ability. Their shooting is a collective 23.5 percent from three, 66% the free throw line, but you saw them throttled up a little bit in their game against Hawaii, and though Wyoming is a team that they play very slow and controlled, this is a team that they're relatively efficient. This is a Wyoming team that is committing just 10 turnovers per game, so that's one of the top marks in all of college basketball. They shoot 35% from three-point range, but Xavier Ducell really leaned the way. He's been able to give the team 11.5 points per game, and then you've got Hunter Maldonado who's going to be the best West Army Knife player in this game. 17 points, 5.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists, 1.4 steals per game. Now, I do recognize that South Florida is only played one over the season, but that was actually their last game against Hawaii. I feel like this is a team that they're still trying to find a little bit of something on offense, but it seems to be coming together. Now you've got two double-digit scorers on this team. Javon Green, who winds up coming in from George Mason, averaging a little bit over 10 points, four and a half rebounds. He's able to give you a little bit over a seal per game. He's been able to give the team nine plus points at each of the team's last four contests and three plus assists in three out of the last four, so he's been rock solid there. You take a look at what you've also been able to get out of Jameer Chaplin. He's been seeing a couple more minutes and has been able to do a a little bit more for this team. Certainly not a great three-point shooter, but has been able to chip in there right around four and a half rebounds per game. Russell Chua is someone that has been missing for this team a little bit recently. Wound up coming back in that game against Hawaii, but only wound up playing five minutes. I would expect something similar in this game, which means that you're going to go to a little bit more of a scoring lineup with someone like a Jake Boggs. And then when it comes to Wyoming, Graham E.K. I think is going to be the most impactful player for them. We were talking about this with our good friend Andy Dekoff. He's been able to give the team 19 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, only shooting about 30% from three-point range but I do think that Wyoming, a team that with regards to points on a per-possession basis, ranks in the top 50, is going to be able to do a solid job there. And when it comes down to it, with a spread like this, I do think that you're going to wind up getting some late-game fouling. And also note, this is a game that is going to be tipping off at 8.30 a.m. local time. Typically, this means that you're going to see some sleepiness with regards to the offense. I think that just given the circumstances, both of these teams are going to be playing a little bit more of an Ole style of defense, which is why I did wind up saying this all at 125. I actually shaded this up because of the timing which I typically don't do. Typically, I wind up going actually a little bit lower with that regard, but I think that both of these teams on Christmas, they're just not going to care about defense. So I'm taking a look at the overhand with South Florida. This has actually been a relatively solid team with regards to covering despite their 5-6 and six record. Set Wyoming is a 5-point favorite, so I'm taking the points with South Florida. 843, 844 on the betting board. You've got Northern Iowa, and they're going to be playing against Hawaii. So this is going to be a true road game for Northern Iowa, and they're finding themselves in between 4.5 and 5-point favorites in your total game. You're getting it anywhere between 138.5 and 139.5. And when it comes to Northern Iowa, I wound up setting them as a 5.5-point favorite, so I'm looking to lay it here. The big thing for Northern Iowa is that they've been dealing with some injuries, and looks like they're going to be without Trey Barrow once again in this game, a guy that has been able to give the team right around 8.5 rebounds, but has not necessarily been able to come through the way that he did a few seasons ago. But what I really like for this team, Nate Hesse. He's really stepped up in this tournament. He's got to combine 34 points to go along with five steals across these two games that he has played out there in the Diamond Head Classic. So he's been able to give a little bit of support to A.J. Green. Green has been able to give this team 17 points. He's shooting 36.5% from three-point range. And when it comes to possessions per game, among the teams that are actually in this event, Northern Iowa is actually towards the top with regards to possessions per game. Very strange to see, but this is a team that has won a little bit more up-tempo. And then you take a look at 
Hawaiian. This is a bunch of which they don't do a great job of being able to generate steals whatsoever. 3.6 per contest with regards to steals on a per-possession basis. One of the lesser teams in all of college basketball. And the turnovers are starting to kill them. 14 turnovers per game. You wound up seeing multiple times in their game that they wound up playing two days ago against South Florida, in which they were attempting threes, and they wound up turning the ball over because they stepped on the end line. So this is an undisciplined team. Now, you do have Jerome DeSirius, who's able to give you 10.5 points, 7.5 rebounds per game. He does a solid job down low. Should be the best low-post defender in this game, even with Austin Fife, who stands 6'9", being able to give Northern Iowa right around 5-ish rebounds per game. And when you do take a look at Hawaii, you do have some good 3-point shooters for this team, as you've been able to get right around 12 points per game out of Junior Mado. He's been able to shoot 45% from 3-point range as a 6'6 combo player, so he's been able to come through for this team. And then the main scorer for this team is Noel Coleman. Coleman has been able to come through in this tournament. He's got a combined 54 points across these two games. Now, he's not necessarily much of a facilitator. This is a Hawaii team that they very much do play isolation, but I do think that the defense is going to be ratcheted up a little bit more in this game. I think that Northern Iowa is going to try to get back to their roots, try to play a little bit slower. This is a team that, prior to this event, they actually wound up holding Marshall, one of the most up-tempo teams in all of college basketball, to 60 points. They held Richmond to 60 points. I think that they're going to see the light that they need to try to slow things down a little bit more. I think that they're going to be able to. You've got Javon McClanahan for a while. He was able to give you four assists per game, but the problem with them is that he's not necessarily much of a scorer. He's literally got zero points in this event. While he has been able to give the team five assists, he also has six turnovers as well, so I think that the lack of efficiency is going to be hurting Hawaii. I think that this is going to be a little bit of a sloppier game, so I wound up saying this at 136, so I'm taking a look at the under of Northern Iowa. Willing to lay up to five and a half here with them, so willing to lay the four and a half slash five, and going to be taking a look at the under. 845, 846 on the betting board. Liberty is going to be taking on BYU. The Cougars find themselves anywhere between 8.5 and 9-point favorites in your tallest game. You're getting it at a 132 to a 132.5. This is a game in which I want to setting BYU as an 8.5-point favorite. You want to seeing between 9 and 9.5 be on the open, and I want to taking the points with Liberty already. I do think that this is a line that probably will be closing closer to 8.5, and if it would be 8.5, the number that I'm seeing right now and the number I made it, I would take the points with Liberty before I'd be willing to lay them with BYU. Just because with Liberty, this is one of the slowest teams in all of college basketball. With regards to possessions per game, they do rank in the bottom 30, which makes it just so much harder to be able to cover these numbers. Now with Liberty, you've got one guy that's just absolutely lighting it up in Darius McGee in the last game against Sanford. He wound up having 41 points. This is a team that they don't necessarily do the world's greatest job of being able to dish out the ball, but at the same time, they're relatively solid. McGee has been able to give you right around three assists per game, and the guy that's really been versatile for them, Kyle Rode, only about five points per game, but three and a half boards, three and a half assists, shoots 36% from three-point ranges. Your textbook glue guy, you're going to need to get a little bit more out of Keegan McDowell, guy that's shooting 45% from three with 11 points per game, and when you take a look at the BYU side, Alex Barcel is just a walking bucket. I think the guy is shooting 49% from three, and it's not like he's taking like one three per game. He's taking four plus, shooting 90% at the free throw line. BYU is a collective. They do shoot right around 73% at the free throw line. Turnovers have been a little bit of an issue for this team recently. Tejan Lucas has been committing right around 2.5 per contest, but also gives the team 5 assists, 10 points per game. Shoots in the low 30s from 3-point range. And then, I do like the way that you've been able to have Caleb Lawner do a solid job down low. 7.5 rebounds per game. And then past that, Spencer Johnson has been able to chip in in the backcourt. Shooting 42% from 3-point range. as double figures in two of the last three games. Gideon George is able to give you right around 
7 rebounds per game. So I do think that Liberty is not going to be able to get those second and third chances, but with Liberty as well, they were able to force Sanford in their last game into 23 turnovers. I think that Liberty is going to be able to get their style. I think that they're going to make things grimy. I do think that they're going to be able to turn BYU over. And BYU themselves is not a fast team. They rank in the bottom 150 with regards to possessions per game. So I think that this total is set too high. I wound up setting my total more around a 124 and a half. So it is a spot in which I am going to be diving under. And when it comes to this game, I want to personally take in a nine with Liberty. So I'm taking a look at the points even at eight and a half. I'd be looking to take the points before I'd be willing to lay the points. I would need an eight or lower to be considering BYU and wrap things up with 847, 848, Vanderbilt and Stanford. Stanford is finding themselves between two and two and a half point underdogs and your total on this game, any 14, 135 and 135 and a half. I said this hold at 134. You do have a Vanderbilt team that has been playing quite slow, but they've been able to do a good job of being able to generate turnovers. And this is a game that prior to what we wound up seeing against BYU, I would have probably put it more on to two to two and a half. What really set it over at the top for me for Vanderbilt is the fact that now all of a sudden Rodney Chapman is back in the fold. He wound up seeing his first action of the season in the last few games. Hasn't necessarily been able to do a ton with regards to scoring, but you can tell that the offense is flowing a little bit smoother with him out there. This is a team that has scored 68 plus points in their last three games, and they're playing against low and slow teams. So Vanderbilt has been able to do a much better job on that side of the ball, and now they've got a little bit more depth as well. Miles Soute has been able to do a good job of being able to support Scotty Pippen Jr. right around 8 points per game, 6 foot 7 combo player that's shooting 41.5% from 3-point range, and then you take a look at Scotty Pippen Jr., and this guy is one of the best players in all of college basketball at being able to get to the free throw line. He's been able to give the team 18 points, 4 boards. You take a look at his free throws per game, and they're down a little bit from last year because he averaged right around 7.5 per contest last season. This year, it's more like five and a half. He's shooting about 70% at the free line. Only shooting about 31% from three, but you tell that he's been warming up a little bit in these recent games. And when it comes to Vanderbilt, I think that they are going to be able to do a good job of be able to turn over a Sanford team that's committing over 15 turnovers per game. This is a Vanderbilt team that they get right around seven and a half steals per game. Rodney Chapman should be able to help out in that aspect as well. And then you take a look at Sanford and the only reason why they knocked off Liberty a few days ago is because they wound up shooting 12-20 from three-point range. And this is not a bad for three-point shooting team. They shoot right around 35 percent from three as a collective, but I mean, that was certainly a mirage. You've got someone in Brandon Angel who's shooting 42% from three, seven and a half points per game. The best player out there on the floor, in my opinion, aside from Scotty Pippen Jr., will be Harrison Ingram. 12 points, seven boards, three assists. He shoots about 31% from three. Good versatility. Spencer Jones has been able to pick it up as well in that game against Liberty. He came up absolutely clutch with 25 points, and he's really had 40 points and 12 boards in the two games in this event. I think that he's going to regress a little bit as well. Maximine Raynaud is seven foot one, and he's able to pop some threes, so he's able to give you some good versatility there, but with Sanford big trepidation with them. They shoot 65% at the free throw line. It's not like Vanderbilt is number one in the country with that aspect, but 72.5%, that'll fly. As a result, I did think that you're going to see a lot of turnovers from Sanford, making this game a little bit more grimy. Set the total 134, so I'm diving under. And with Vanderbilt, willing to lay up to four with them, so I'm going to be laying the points. And that will wrap things up for the Christmas Day edition of Coast to Coast Soups. A big thanks to our good friend Andy Dekoff, if he checks CBB, for joining me in the last segment. If you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Citra, and Tune. And if you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, and please do fire those in because we're going to be short on games the next few days. you got one of two ways we all fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at JaronScorty1. Keep in mind, letters M. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Coming at you guys every single day throughout the college basketball season breaking down every single game every single day which means even though we've got no games tomorrow i'll be coming at you guys once again tomorrow thank you so much for tuning in